Hi, I'm Bob McLeod. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Like that, it sounds like what? that woohoo is echoing for an eternity. That's kind of how the book the month felt. But the, um, <laughs> exactly. Wow. See, I set him up. <laughs> I set him up. Um, you knock him down, my man. Uh, no, if anything, here's hoping. Here's hoping. By the time we, well, I mean, it, it's already started now that I've been talking to you all. But by the time we finish tonight, I am praying to both celestials that this that, that that my day ends in a 180 than it started yeah, you're you. salty as motherfuck today i'm compelled to photograph iron maiden songs on my radio and send them to dab jason have just doesn't get it so <laughs> many locked and loaded oh no you're cheating send me one i'm well, I mean, I'm sitting at the computer and it's on, but you're right. You're right. I I should send them as soon as I snap the photos. You're right. You're right. I was thinking of actually doing but, it with other bands too that I know you like. I know you'll well, never get a Dave I Matthews have, band photo for me, but well, they're not going to play on Ozzy's Boneyard. But I have <laughs> I have some Anthrax for you. <laughs> I did take I did take the fucking Nazareth because it only played eight times that day. Uh, <laughs> but the um. I got something that's going to make you so happy, bro. Um, you're just going to speak? Because that I, makes I, me so happy. I, I just finished my DCBS order for April. Yeah. And and before I checked out, I had to go back to make sure that, because I only have the first three, that I ordered four, five, and six of Prison Pit. Wow. That's a big bite. Are you kidding me? Yes. Well, I bought the first three when you know at, at New York when we were in Brooklyn, and 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 oh, but I, right. I I realized that, and, and when I saw six solicited in in previews, I was like, what the hell was the last issue I got? And I checked the box, and 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 I have, and they're sitting right here, the first three, and I'm like, oh, well, then I might as well just go ahead and get four and five while I'm at it. Do you know that I own a, a piece of original art from that? I think I've heard that. that. I do. I treasure it. I just got to get it framed. Yeah, you do. That would help. And you know what else would help? Telling these people mm. at home what episode this is. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 538. Our special book of the month episode. Whew. And I am Vince B. Oh, you are Vince B, you sexy bastard. I am David A. Price. Look at you. Indeed you are. And I am Klaus Voorhees. Ooh, Klaus Klaus Voorhees. No, you're not Klaus Voorhees. You're Jason Wood. And I think all three of us will be uh, wishing to embrace death by the time this episode's over. Wow. <laughs> Man. Good Lord. And you don't have to kiss death straight smack on the lips to get cheap comics and graphic novels and all that other stuff in the previous catalog. All you have to do is go to one place. Discount Comic Book Service. Service. DCB. Service.com. That's <laughs> yes. D DCB. Service.com. Where you can get all your stuff, get it fast, get it delivered right to your door for a fraction of the price. Such as from Marvel, 
It's the Avengers No Surrender hardcover. Wow, Avengers, six seventy five to six ninety, a massive hardcover cover price, fifty dollars. Your price, twenty five dollars. That's half off. Yep. From uh, Dark Horse, it's the Gantz Omnibus. Now this is a another massive tome, six hundred and fifty some odd pages, twenty four ninety nine cover price, the equivalent of three manga volumes, not one, not two, but three, for a paltry. $12.49 for uh, Hiroya Oku Art and Story. And from IDW and Top Shelf. Still don't believe it. I believe it when I see it. It's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, number one, which is uh, purported to be Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's last comic book work. It ain't happening. Um, from uh, cover price of four ninety nine trickles down all the way to two dollars and forty nine cents. That's fifty percent off your cost. That's it. DCBService dot com gets everything you want and love, and don't have to pay a lot for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing that Jason can't hear us that well because he's not talking. No, I can hear you, but I can also see that my connection is spotty, and I'm worried that it's going to mess us up. You want to restart? You want that won't no, kill. It won't kill us. I think it's our. It's 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 the the weather. The weather's effing my connection up. I think it's New Jersey. It could be. Anybody have any thank yous? Yes. I'll speak on it. I want to thank Mister. Don Cardenas. He knows why. I would like to do the same. As would I. I like how you're playing in a mystery. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to set you guys all up for it. Come on. Dun, dun, dun. Um, well, okay. Vince? What? <laughs> I just said I, I would, like, would like to thank him as well. No, you go. No, you go. I would like to thank him no, as well. You're schmoopy. Don Carden, yes. It's quite an accomplishment. Same-sies. I have an, I, I have another thank you though. Well, why don't you tackle? Okay. Uh, I received an interesting package today. It felt before opening it like it was um, playing cards. Mm. And I I opened it up and there are two little square boxes in there, so it weren't playing cards. And they were from Trevor Williams. Mm. And he sent me two boxes of coasters, so four per co- four per box, and they are um, Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, caricatures, and with the quote, "Do you respect wood?" <laughs> Which, wow. if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, was a funny little bit that he had about respecting wood, but obviously the double the double entendre here. Mm. So I now have eight. Curb your enthusiasm coasters to say, do you respect wood? And clearly Trevor does respect wood because he sent me these things. They so got I their... say to you, sir, thank you so much. I've never seen that. They show. got their crazy quick. What? Oh, you knew about this, did you? I did know about this. Oh, look at you. Oh, and I, if Vince, I don't know. I know Vince doesn't really go to the Slack anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Vince, I gave uh, I, I gave another one of our I saw faithful that. community members your address. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I wouldn't have known that you saw that. But yeah, but I I wouldn't have thought you needed an answer. That's okay. 
cool. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> awesome. It's like Zen. You know, we should be mind link. All we right. Uh, let's talk about what the hell we're drinking here. I'm going to let you down. Uh, yet again, this episode, mm-hmm. I will let you down. And I am drinking Coca Cola Zero. That's what I'm drinking. Coca Cola yeah, Zero. I like the way that sounds. Coca Cola Zero. Mm. <laughs> I'm okay with that since it's Coca Cola. But what are you drinking, Jason? I got to admit, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on some medicine. So I'm avoiding the alcohol right now. So I am drinking some lemon lime seltzer. Huh. Not because I want to be, just because I want to mix the medicine with the with the wine. Okay. I so think rip roaring episode so far. Doing doing so <laughs> doing so would probably have saved this episode, but you know you got to be careful when you're taking medication. Yes, that is true. And what are you yeah, drinking, no, Dad? Um. Again, I have to. Um. Couch just by saying, I, I, I promised Hassan I would be, and, and I, I do, I will be drinking it soon. It's just today was not the day where I can end it by enjoying some Japanese whiskey. But I am drinking whiskey tonight. This is Tin Cup, and it is extremely tasty. It was it, it, it made a very prominent appearance in most of the episodes in the second season of Jessica Jones. Uh, but it is... um. It is something that I felt I needed to end my day, and um, I could not. I really couldn't go into this episode, Stone Cold Sober. So, that said, um, I'm the one keeping the streak alive this week. boy, I expected nothing less. Do what I can. Nice. So believe it or not, everybody, this is our book of the month episode. Dap, why don't you why don't you break down what the uh, set it up for him? What, what were the choices and what oh, are you okay. Uh I closed my browser because I didn't want to. Since we're all having problems tonight, but let me just grab over to the Patreon site. I got ninety nine problems, but your browser ain't one. Word. Um, with uh, Vince's many tabs. Uh, so we had, um, as usual, there were 11 choices. Um, and the winner this month uh, was rather topical, timely, considering uh, what's happening at the end of this week. But the, um, the choices for your April book of the month uh, included Global Frequency, The Invisibles Book 1, The Mask Omnibus Volume 1, The New Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, The Question Volume 2, The Savage Sword of Conan Volume 1, Sin City, That Yellow Bastard, Spider-Man, The Death of Gene DeWolf, Superman, The Man of Steel Volume 2, Will Eisner's The Spirit, The New Adventures, and your winner which we will be discussing tonight, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, which ended up with 28% of the votes uh, with 95 votes total. Right. So 
we will have uh, we will have the uh, the May poll up. Uh, hopefully this weekend. This weekend's gonna be kind of tight, but hopefully this weekend. But the three of us, uh, we need to um, work on the next list as well because <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's not, well, it's not so much. It's just we. There've been and and hey, you know, I I love to the patrons for for voting because I mean this is we're talking about this because you all voted for it. This is the winner, so we're we've read it and uh, everything that's been thrown on there, everything that, that that's been offered as a suggestion that you can all vote on are things that we we either think we'd like to go back and reread or we haven't read before and it looks cool. So if if there are we have the best intentions when they're on the list. We we never. Re- I don't put anything on it. It's like okay, well, yeah, I'm sure someone's really going to want to read that. So I I know that we all want to enjoy. We may not always look forward to it, but we want to enjoy what we're going to be reading for the book of the month because we want we want to be excited about it, about the episode, and we want that to come across to the listeners. I think so. Um, we. I think this is a necessary episode. I think it's it's in always enjoying the book of the month. It's like happy time fun land. It doesn't exist. Um, right, go, right. Going back and, and re-experiencing something that we once thought was the cat's meow, uh, albeit uh, 20, 30 years later, some, I mean, people change. Uh I like these things where we can revisit art with a different, um, with more experiences under our belt or more, or, or our tastes are changed. Or maybe we just, we'll just think, you know, what the hell was I thinking when I originally read that? Um, it's, it's, you never see the, a piece of art the same way twice, especially having aged in between viewings, right? Um, I could probably watch, a hundred uh, or more horror movies that I used to love back in the day. And, and today I'm thinking, wow, these are very, very bad. And not at all what I thought they were when I originally experienced them. But we are not the people we were when we originally experienced Infinity Gauntlet, right? I am true, nowhere true, near true. the same person. Uh but that said, let's just run down the credits just for just to get everybody on the same page, so to speak. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet six issue limited series written by Jim Starlin. Pencils by George Perez and later on Ron Lim. Inks by good old Joseph Rubenstein with Tom Christopher. And the color art is by Max Sheely and Ian Laughlin. Did I miss anybody? I think that covered it. I think we did. We're talking 1991. Pre-image. Mm-hmm. Pre-image. Image is like the baseline for me. Pre or post-image. Um, Jason, what uh, were you doing in 1991? 1991, I was uh, a junior in high school, and at the peak of my comics reading um, until... Adulthood. In other words, I was heavy into comics then and then went to college in 92 and stopped reading for four years uh, and then 
you know, got back into it. But but this was definitely one of, one of my peak comic periods for sure. Wow, 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 wow! You stopped reading? Wait a minute! How did I not know this? You stopped reading comics? You knew at it the, when at, during the image explosion? Really? Yeah. yeah. So did yeah, you have to I, go uh, back and I, buy all those? No, I I had a pull list at my LCS in my town, so I went to college in you know September. Well, I guess August of of ninety two. But I still had a pool list, and then I just was broke and busy and in Philly, so I didn't come back much. So I, I got like the first handful of image issues of all the main books, but that was about it. And then yeah, back, then when I got back into it, I, uh, I, I went and bought a lot of them. But and needless to say, that they weren't they weren't that expensive because wow. the, mar- the market had crashed. So yeah. Hmm. But this I read off the stands. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, I did as well. Um, did you read the crossover, the uh, yeah. tie-ins too? Um, I didn't go out of my way to get any that I wasn't already um, reading on the regular. I I found out as I was rereading this that there were things that I thought happened. Um, but didn't, and that could be my faulty memory, or it could be I'm confusing it with the later Infinity stories that 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 spun out after this. So, um, so it's it's I'm I'm trying to put the timeline back together and 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 not misstep or 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 say something that that is perhaps factually wrong as far as my own life, not, not, not as far as anything that's on the page or what else was going on in the industry, but as far as what, what I was doing at the time, I'm trying to piece everything back together. So I don't, um, go astray, but yes, I do remember. I remember, I remember the first three issues specifically because those were mostly the first two and, 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 um, part of the third were Perez, um, so I definitely remember getting those, and and I do believe I finished it when it came out. But for some reason, the ending doesn't isn't sticking with me as strongly as the first half of the story did, or it is. Mm-hmm. I I was well, not a Ron Lim fan back then. Not a huge Ron so, Lim fan. Uh, so that's interesting because I have to say that this does take place is pretty much born out of the Ron Lim Silver Surfer book. Yeah, 34 to 50. Um yeah, and 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 it's just for some reason, I don't know, maybe again it's the time of my life when I was reading or I just vividly remember loving that series and think of that series as Ron Lim. Um and I just always had an affinity for the for the elders, uh, you know, I just I always thought that it was a very cool concept. But what's weird is that I remember the silver surfer stuff so much more vividly in retrospect than I remembered the infinity gauntlet. Much like David, when I reread it, there was stuff that happened in it that well, we'll get to the issue of, of quality, but, but I, I didn't remember some of the things happening the way that they actually happened. Yeah. So same with you, David, I don't know if, if I'm confusing some of this with infinity war I, I'm guessing I must be. I, I must have combined them in my head over the years. 
And I don't think that's, I mean, because we haven't really went, I haven't revisited much of the Starlands. I mean, yes, we talked about Warlock in our themed episode and, and we've, we've touched on Starlands work over the years, but as far as infinity gauntlet and warlock and the infinity watch and, um, and infinity war and everything else, we haven't really gone into that. So it's not something that would often be, we could talk about it in generalities and, and think about, Oh, you know how cool that was back then. It was a big cosmic event. It really wasn't all that big. There were, there, there were a handful of heroes. There's one dude from X factor. There's a couple of new warriors there's the Peter David um, Smart Hulk, and and it, so it's not like it it wasn't a massive span Marvel Universe spanning story, and and I was surprised upon rereading it just how much of it is really only only takes place in one location. Yeah, that completely threw me because Same. I was I was just expecting because I you know and I remember the the main thing. <laughs> That I remember that that actually stuck is that half the population is blinked out of existence, and and that. But then I also think about you know, um, the the demogoblin and 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 the demonized Spider Man, and I'm like, well, where the hell? And and I mean, obviously they're not in here, but I'm like, okay, so that's from the following minis and all right so i just but yes there were definitely things where i was just like i i was filling things in on my own and and poorly and and incorrectly but um but that's and 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 it kind of goes back to what i was getting at as far as the the patrons in the book of the month and it's it's i don't want I know that there are probably going to be some listeners who are like, okay, well, they're probably not going to like this. So I really want them to talk about it. So I'm voting for it and I hope it wins. And, and, but I don't want anybody to think that we're going to go into anything, trying to sabotage the story or, 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 or make it, we have no ulterior motives or we're not going to try to turn it into a train wreck. I, I always go in every month so far I've gone in, Thinking, okay, you know, I'm finally going to read, like, same thing with Jay, I finally read this. Everybody and my mother thinks it's great. And I'm like, this is, and, and full steam ahead. But, you know, so I just, this, I think of all the books we've read so far, this one, at least for me, is the one I think that got away from me the most, only because I had preconceived notions that were way off. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember it being much, much better. Then so that's exactly you yes. the words out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, yep. I, and and look, let's 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 I guess say what probably doesn't need to be said, but but just for the sake of it, uh, there's no coincidence that this was the winner and that we put it on the list because this coming weekend is Avengers: Infinity War, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I think that that uh, although I I'm avoiding spoilers for the movie, clearly we've been building over all these films to the idea of. Thanos coming and um and and this story is is really the I don't want to say it's 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 the the the, the pure inspiration because number one I haven't seen the film yet uh, and number two given the uh what we do know of the film in terms of the characters and all that it's not it's not pure but but I but for better or for worse the Infinity Gauntlet has become 
the touchstone for the much longer, lengthier cosmic um, run that Starlin had, right? I mean, Starlin did a lot of stuff that that uh, before and after this, um, but but for whatever reason, Infinity Gauntlet is is viewed as the the, the lodestone, if you will, uh, of of his arc, right? No. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's just um, the Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet is is dumb. He's he's a dumb, terrible villain. And I mean, uh, Starlin does better things with Thanos, and other writers did even uh, like when Hickman got his hands on Thanos. That Thanos is a villain yeah. to be feared. The Thanos in Infinity Gauntlet is a vain insecure petulant bitch i mean he, dude petulant is the word i have it written yep. down here petulant that's what he is he's petulant he's annoying yeah. he's a guy you want to root against right and and because he's not getting his way because his girl's not giving him his, the love back yes, I, yes. and but and i mean if i i judge villains by their effectiveness like the joker's a pretty mm-hmm. damn effective villain right mm-hmm. thanos has everything literally on the back of his hand, he's a god, and he blinks out half of the the population of the universe and does not blink out all of the superheroes. That is just plain dumb. It's dumb. You're a stupid villain. If you have something in your control that enables you to wipe all of the opposition off the map and you don't do it, you're a terrible villain and you're dumb. I I can't I can't root for this person to for his demise. He's just he's he's bad. He mm-hmm. and, and then later on in the series, I can understand why he drops his guard. That makes sense to me. But mm-hmm. initially, the the blinking out of the heroes, and we see the roll call where the Fantastic Four is gone. Thank thank goodness. Um, and yeah, U.S. agent is in there, and like there, there's a bunch of uh, puck of all people um, is, is gone. Yeah. But he he leaves Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. He he leaves um, the Hulk. He leaves like all of these these characters that could possibly, given times, he leaves Doctor Strange. Are you insane? You <laughs> if if you want to win, you take everybody off the board. If nobody shows up to the game, you win by default, right? It's yeah. just, but the, he doesn't. But he doesn't do that, and it's like uh, I I remember Thanos being, wow, Thanos is awesome. I love this character. I yes. I mean I I can't believe, but that's in the Marvel. That's the stuff with Warlock. That's the Thanos that I'm like okay, right? Yeah. But but this Infinity Gauntlet, I I was embarrassed. Not for Starlin. I was embarrassed to be reading it. Parts of it were are just plain mm. embarrassing. Don't yeah. You? There were um there were a couple of screen caps that I, I pulled off as I was reading it and, and yeah, there, I mean it and I just we kind of I, I appreciate the fact that there's no we're not bogged down with what really else is going on in the Marvel universe. We're just, we just know 
that Mephisto for some reason is hanging out with Thanos. And um and that's and that's fine and, and, and he's 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 basically his backwards Jiminy Cricket and, and he is he's doing it's, it's we get you know if you're wondering why Thor is wearing the protective helm it's it's somewhat explained later on thankfully with the thought balloons but there are just certain things where I'm like I'm not normally we would be hit over the head with who everyone is why they are here and and that's we're not we're not bothering with that so I that that's taking the positive for me is just that we everybody you need to know is on the page and and anybody that Starlin didn't feel like including was written off or just not even picked and that's and so I guess I'm supposed to think that all the heroes that Strange and Warlock couldn't get to help out were the ones that were blinked out of existence. I know we got that one page with, with you know, most of Alpha Flight and, and, and a few other dudes, but um, for the most part, this is who we have. And that I, again, I, I appreciated that because I didn't need to... It, everybody... Everybody had screen time and, and, you know, you had Hulk, you had Drax, you had Wolverine in the great costume and everybody's who they're supposed to be. And I'm not worried about, okay, well, are half the people from this other team waiting in the wings? And it's like, no, this is, it, it, it's pretty straightforward in that regard. And, and, and for that, I, um, I was a fan of that storytelling technique at least. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's. I definitely co-sign what you're all saying about Thanos. Well, let's set it up. Um, Thanos spends uh, 16 or so issues of Silver Surfer rounding up the Infinity Gems. Um, for, from the elders of, of the universe, because in, in the... I don't know that that's what happens in the movie, I'm sure, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're, they're doing in the movie. Doesn't, well, in the movie, we, we, we know where all the gems are. I mean, the gems are mostly with the heroes, so. Okay. But, um, for, for one reason, um, Thanos has, has fallen in love with, with Mistress, uh, Death. He wants to appease mm-hmm. Death. He wants to, to win her love. And she's, ba- she's mum. Literally, mum does not, um, give any indication that, uh, any of the things that he's doing to woo her are actually working. Um, he creates a giant uh, space-born monolith altar-type thing in her honor. And she really doesn't doesn't blink um, because Lady. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Lady Death. Different universe. Um, Mistress <clears throat> Death is thinks that um, the cosmic balance is a little bit out of whack. Because um, more people are alive currently in the Marvel Universe than the sum total of everyone that has ever died. And Death is thinking that's a little bit out of proportion. So Thanos um, tries to get in her good graces by obliterating half of the sentient beings in the galaxy. Just like that. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet. With, with uh, 
he could do anything. He is God. He's he has godlike powers. He's om, omnipotent, omniscient. He knows and uh, can do basically anything because he has the stones. He has the. Um, Let's go down the list of the stones for those who don't know. Uh, the soul stone, the mind stone, power, time, reality, and space. What else is there? You, he controls everything in the palm of his hand, right? And uh, still, mm-hmm. uh, Mistress Death, she's not saying much. She's, um, you know, whatever. Do what you got to do. But uh, nothing works. And he just keeps getting more and more irritated. He gives her, he displays his power and and nothing. And he's like, what? Did you not see what I just did? I, 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 I stacked untold number of dead bodies at your door just to appease you and, and nothing. And uh, in the mean, this is all basically in the first issue. The, the Silver Surfer crashes down into the uh, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, and basically recounts the events of the past, what, Jason, 15, 16 issues of Silver yeah. Surfer, you know, mm-hmm. and um, Dr. Strange is, is like, okay, I guess we have a problem on our hands, and that's when, once everything gets blinked, all the people get blinked out, uh, I mean, the Marvel Universe use, loses a good chunk of its uh, heroic base. Fantastic Four are gone. Um, like Dap said, Alpha Flight, uh, who else is in there? But that doesn't happen in the first issue, does it? I don't mm. believe so. No, uh, Thanos is, is monologuing through most of it uh, with Mephisto, who for some reason is his right-hand man. I don't remember if that was set up before in the Silver Surfer or not. And Surfer crashes in Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum to tell him that shit's going down. That's pretty yeah. much what happens in the first issue. Yeah, that's it. All, all drawn by Perez. Before, yeah. So that you, so George, draw, drawn by George Perez. Do you guys remember, or do you know? Did you research um, why Perez leaves a few issues in, and and Lim takes over? I think he was ill at this time. Oh, okay, okay. That would make sense because must have been pretty strange to have him leave in the middle of a big event like this. Yeah, yeah, because this wasn't. I mean, this was obviously well before JLA Avengers. This was. Um, I mean, even when he was because he was with CrossGen when he was allowed. At least he let him leave to go take care of uh, JLA Avengers. So I mean, this was this was long before uh, that. So I, I do believe though this was uh, one of the times where he wasn't. A hundred percent. Okay. But my my favorite part of the first issue and and previous events is when Thanos imprisons um, Drax and the Surfer in the Soul Gem, and they meet who the the pivot man of this entire series, Adam. Warlock. the troll. No, Adam. No. <laughs> Adam Warlock is a, uh, he he's the uh the overseer of Soul World and uh that I think that was one of Thanos's biggest mistakes. May he makes a lot of them. But 
one of the major mistakes was putting the Silver Surfer in contact with Adam Warlock because that's a a, uh, a buddy trip uh, that uh, Starlin exploited for a lot of years. Still yeah. is. Yeah, the Resurrection um, miniseries. I mean, it's just two silver and gold, right? It's it's the cosmic um, Blue Beetle and, and Booster Gold like team up, only much less funny. Now, in the first issue, we're also introduced to three ne'er do wells humans, yeah, who who very conveniently have body types similar to Pip the Troll, Gamora, and Adam Warlock. Yeah, it is a couple of guy, a, a man and a woman, and then some heavy set older gentleman sidekick. They're bank robbers, and they are trying to get away from their latest spree and hit the wrong curve, and their car goes over a mountain cliff, and they crash and die, or do they? And then, for some reason, they, instead of dying, are resurrected and and then morph into uh, the aforementioned hero trio from Soul World. And, and I have to say, I didn't remember all this happening, and, and I don't have any idea the, the whys or hows. Why, why you know, why, why do they... I just don't understand. Like, who resurrected them? How did those three heroes come from Soul World to into their bodies? How did that all go down? I see. That's a good yeah. question. Um, to escape the gem, they would have to project, or Adam Warlock would have to project their essences out of the gem and into something. Um, I don't, I don't completely know. Yeah. Cause they, 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 they're pretty much, they are dead. And then they're, they look almost like zombies coming out of the wreckage of the car. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh look, we're still alive. And then they walk to a hotel. And by the time they get to the hotel, the, the, the blonde girl has now got green skin. Um, the, the old fat dude is, is still burnt and bubbly, but he's starting to get more, ro- more, more rotund. Um, yeah, it's like, it's just weird, and then, and then they they convalesce in a hotel room, and slowly but surely turn into Adam Warlock, Pip, and Gamora, yeah. and it's it's just it's weird. It's pretty surreal, right? Because I don't know, like if, if if that's, I presume, I mean, people die every day on Earth, so if that's all it took for them to get out of the soul soul world, you know, why now? Why why those people? I mean, we're never going to find out, but I just was, I totally forgot that there was a backstory to them getting out of the soul, soul gem. Uh-huh. And page for, um, the amount of pages that it takes is, uh, at least in the first issue is pretty, I mean, what, there's like one, two, three pages. I mean, the last two pages are, um, Pip the Troll and, and, uh, and, and Gamora. Yeah. So, I mean. And then you see the him cocoon. <laughs> why? Do, why does Adam Warlock get a cocoon? Because well, he's got to look good, man. I know. You know, and, you know and they, they don't get cocoons, but I mean, traditionally, that's the him cocoon that Adam Warlock right. popped out of. So, so four pages in forty. So ten percent of the issue. Well, the um, and it's funny because I was I was looking. I I, 
I was wrong. Um, during this time, Perez, who was contractually obligated to finish War of the Gods, he had to. He was falling behind on both that project for DC and Infinity Gauntlet. So he also believed. It, basically, what it comes down to is he ended up. He was. He he understood the decision for Marvel wanting to have Lim finish the book, and he was cool with it. Perez was cool with it. Uh, Perez actually felt that Lim should have been drawing it from the start, but um, you can also say there's somewhat creative differences because he was in the promotional in, in, in the work he had done for the series so far in the promotional material uh, characters like, like Thor and Iron Man were wearing at the time outdated costumes because I guess George wasn't aware of Eric Masterson and everything like that but um, he also apparently he's on record as saying that he believes he a he wanted Starlin to add more characters because he wanted Perez figure listen if I'm coming back to Marvel let's knock the fan socks off uh, give me as many characters as you want that I can draw. But he also felt that Starlin's story could be told in maybe fewer pages. Wow. And fewer issues too. <laughs> so, right. So, so it's, it, there were, so when he, when, when it, it became clear that he was going to fall behind, he, he, he was duty bound to, to finish war of the gods. Um, and I guess because he was also writing that and kind of spearheading it, uh, it just, it was, the lesser of two evils. So he, he went to take care of that and, and which is why. So I was, I was wrong about him not being up to snuff at this time. I will give old George some credit that double page splash to issue two with the airplane. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's pretty damn phenomenal. And that it, it also sets up, um, well, it doesn't set up here, but it just, it, it continues the trend that it, nowadays when you get a caption box and it's someone narrating it, you'll get their logo or you'll get cap shield or Thor's hammer or something, letting you know who the character is that, that that's doing the talking um, here. I, I like the way it, it's, it's, I like the graphic design sense that Perez. So, so when Captain America is walking through Avengers mansion, it's just, it's, it's a pose of cap with some funky, panel borders going in and out with the shield and uh but but here's a close-up of this particular character this is who's going to be talking now and for the most part it's it's star fox for the bulk of the end of 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 the series but i like how starlin has the characters kind of instead of just one person overseeing it all one 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 overseer and 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 letting you know basically just telling you this story we're we're getting it in the field from the people who are there like like she hulk and and the and the plane and and it's it adds a sense of just being in the moment instead of just me reading a story that someone is telling me i'm i'm getting uh firsthand eyewitness accounts of of the action on the ground but you don't get all that often these days. Definitely. Yeah, that's true. There are other weird things. I know we're, we're 
pushing ahead here, but in the first issue, um, we're also like, you know, Thanos is, is, uh, do you guys say Thanos or Thanos? I say Thanos. That's probably right. I've always said Thanos, but that's probably wrong. Um, he's like, you know, it's weird. Like he's got, he's got Mephisto just hanging with him mm-hmm. and death is chilling. And she, like you said, she's ignoring him, but he's continuing to do, to do stuff. Then there's some like, like bald, like armor clad oh, yeah. dead, dead <laughs> dude. That's like Mr. Death's kind of right hand man. Yeah. Sort of. But I don't know that we ever get his name. Do we get no, his name? I don't okay. think so. Yeah. He's just like chirping Thanos at every turn. And then Thanos is like, yeah, we'll check this out. <laughs> And out of nowhere, he pulls this disgusting, you know, melted zombie creature who's uh, in in tattered purple garb, and it's Nebula, his daughter. No. Granddaughter. Or granddaughter. Granddaughter. Sorry, granddaughter. Different from the movies. Granddaughter. Um, And he goes on this diatribe about how she's, like, in between life and death and his greatest creation... But, like, none of it really makes any damn sense. No. And then she just kind of is in the background literally, like, wandering around doing nothing <laughs> nope. for, for like, a bunch of issues and, until, as we get to, she takes a major turn. Until we need her to change the story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, she's literally, like, a visual MacGuffin. Yeah. He pulls her out of nowhere. It's like, check and mate, bitch. It's like, wait, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know. <laughs> what did you just do? Just walks away. She's you like, made oh, a zombie okay. puppet. <laughs> That's so you got great. A zombie. That's cool. Yeah. You're a god. You, just, you got one zombie. That's yeah. awesome. I, Arthur I got a zombie right hand man right here. Yep. You do you, bro. Doesn't make sense. And then and then uh, zombie dude starts sneering at him, glaring at him. And he just blows him up. That's great. Yep. You blew up a dead guy. Thanks. <laughs> well, he brought one to life. He's got to restore that balance because that's why he took away half of the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? We're totally um, we were totally wrong. Uh, we're we are we're already we're off such a rocking start. Uh, the, the the people do start disappearing at the end of the first issue because Spidey's flying through, right? Right. And, right, and right. he's like Mary well, Jane, yeah, his true love. And then yeah, okay. uh, and then it's and then cute. Cap uh, Cap's talking to Cersei, and she's gone, <laughs> and, and Hawkeye disappears. No loss there. Um, uh, who else disappears? Uh, oh, the Hulk's in that badass freaking onesie. The, the open chest. <laughs> the I belt. Look. It's the belt. Um, it's the one thing I, I. The one thing I hated about this back in the day was uh, Perez's depiction of the Hulk. I, I oh think gosh, it, I, I think it's very weak. Straight out of Studio Fifty Four. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So they do all start disappearing. But and Wong. Well, right. Yep. Once people start disappearing, um, naturally. The Skrulls think it's the Kree. The Kree think it's the Skrulls. So you have wars brewing, and uh, neither did the deed, obviously. It was Thanos. So um, the galaxy is starting to, the universe is starting to become even more unstable. Um, Yep. Which is a nice touch, I thought. Uh, And the, uh, the power being released. Garners the attention of Doctor Doom. Of course. Yep. That's smart. That uh, there, wait- there is some nice artistry in this, I should say. Oh yeah. Like where Strange gets pulled into the 
like the, the page where he goes into the yes, that's good after plane. That's a beautiful page. Yep, and, and the subsequent pages while they're in the same, and then Doom comes up. So, and who didn't know that it was Adam Warlock Strange was talking to? Like, how could you not know? Mm. Yeah, look at the 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 hair, the outline around the eyes. It's just it it was blatant to me anyway back then that it was Adam Warlock. But mm-hmm. uh, let's let's be honest. It's kind of silly, isn't it? This the, the not not so much the entire series, but like the first three issues are very silly. Definitely. Because like you said, he, he he wipes out half of the galaxy to please her, but seemingly he does it randomly. Okay, fine, like you want to say, okay, it was just random, whatever. But, but then it, you But have, it wasn't though, because he, he made sure he says at one point about his father that he makes sure that his father was among the disappeared. Right, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So but then Eros, Star Fox, uh, aka Star Fox, Drax and Fire Lord are chatting up what's happened. And Star Fox disappears, and all of a sudden he's with Thanos. And for those that don't know, Star Fox is Thanos' brother. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden Thanos has him captured and starts torturing him. And it's like, again, to your point, if, if Thanos is so omnipotent that he knows that Star Fox was sitting around trying to figure out what he was doing, why wouldn't he just get rid of anyone he perceived to be as a threat? Right. Right. Th- this would have been a two-issue series, <laughs> a- at the most. If, I mean, if Star, if um, Thanos was an effective conqueror, bam, everything's mine. End, end, end game. That's it. Now, all that said, I would love, love to own the page because it's pretty much like a, a one-man jam piece. Where in the middle of the second issue, there's a page of Cap talking about here's the update on the tally of the disappeared superheroes and it's little um little like uh <laughs> indicia boxes. boxes yeah of, of but it's a, but unlike it's not just headshots it's, it's the full full renderings it's uh archangel beast black cat black panther my boy box madison jeffrey shout out dagger daredevil diamond lil firestar guardian hawkeye hercules human torch iceman Invisible Woman, Makari, Marvel Boy, Marvel Girl, Mister Fantastic, Night Thrasher, what what? Oh, North Star, Power Man, Huck, Quicksilver, Sasquatch, Cersei, Shaman, Thing, U.S. Agent, Vindicator, Wasp, and Windshear. That is an eclectic ass group right there. Love it. Those are the here. I mean, Fantastic Four aside, those are the heroes that that disappeared. It's, well, it's Alpha Flight, FF, and then some other random heroes. Daredevil, yeah. Black um, Panther, yeah. I mean. It's it's just, it's silly. Take everyone out. You're done. And it does. it's not just limited to mortals, because half the gods go. Right. And then half of the cosmic beings go. Which is super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's true oh my goodness but uh, a lot of dialogue a lot of exposition a <clears throat> lot of back and forth in the second issue doom is 
visits Strange and the Surfer, and he's like, "Yeah, I want a piece of this. Tell me what's going on." And no, they don't want to. They don't want to do that because it's Doctor Doom, and um, more torturing of of Star Fox. Uh, Thanos takes away his mouth because he's like, "Don't try and woo me with your." passionate powers of persuasion you prick and he eats, yeah thank you yeah, and, prick, and he, yeah. you prick and he takes away his mouth oh boy uh and and we see um not only does doom get involved in this but someone else uh, of of borderline godhood and that's galactus Galactus doesn't doesn't like what's going on, um, so now we obliterated the population of half of the population of, of the universe in a blink of an eye. Then he gets so pissed off at Mistress Death that an energy wave just obliterates the sun, destroys planets, and by the time it gets to Earth, it's knocking over buildings and it's causing tidal waves and knocking Iron Man out of orbit and floods and it's just bad. It's but what it does is it knocks the planet out of orbit. <laughs> so we are no longer in geosynchronous orbit with the sun. We are going to be experiencing an unparalleled ice age because the heat of the sun will not be warming our bodies. Oy. <laughs> yay, so yay. Like you made it. Yay, yay, yay. Um, the takeaway from the second issue, <clears throat> George Perez, like, this is not news to anyone. George Perez draws a gorgeous She-Hulk and Scarlet Witch. Gorgeous. Indeed. Yes, yep. ab- yes. absolutely oh, gorgeous. Yes. Um, he's not all that great with Spidey, though. No. No. no never really was. No. Never really was. Yeah. Especially the McFarlane version. Yeah, that, that was... that. That was. It, it's like, okay, so this is what John Bashima's drawing and looking like these days. But it was a... Um, uh, yeah, there was the... the wasn't real thrilled with, with this Quasar's outfit, either. Mm-hmm. No, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. But the but massive he, he destruction. Really... Uh, Perez is good with that. Sorry. Yeah, he's sure. Tidal waves. Um, but he when when we see um, Doom with his uh, surrounded by his tech, and then later on Asgard we see Odin. I mean. <laughs> There was Kirby was alive and well. Yeah. When 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 George was drawing this issue, I had a laugh though, with Odin. Oh, this utter destruction! I must put on my ceremonial eye patch of mourning. <laughs> like what? What in the hell are you talking about? You have an eye patch for mourning, and you would think that you would have bigger concerns than to cha- change your your ensemble in the wake of such. Um, awesome destruction. <laughs> so silly. This is, uh, you know what? But let's let's do a little bit of foreshadowing. I don't think much of this is going to make it into the movie. No, I agree. No, 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 no. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, characters aside. I mean, unless unless we get some major reveals of 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 characters that haven't shown up in the MCU movies that 
are owned by other studios, but the, the, uh, I, I do think they may keep, I, I'm just guessing and I, I don't have any, you know me, I don't have any stock in, in, in the Marvel movies. I do think they may keep the ending though. I think Nebula is going to pay a, play a part in the end. Could be. She's a big star. Or she was before Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Jumanji made her a bigger star. Really? She, she had to wipe that damn ABC show that, uh, they, they stuck her in. Oh, yeah. Like I a, mean, Jumanji went over, didn't it go? I mean, it's like a almost at a billion dollars, isn't it? Jumanji's a massive movie. Are you kidding me? Really? You no. didn't know that? I have, no, I don't yes, follow that stuff. It's, it is a massive Dude, movie. Dude, Jumanji is at $956 million. Well, good for her. It's one of the top 20 well, movies of all time. The Rock. It's like, yeah, Karen Gilly, yay. Way to, way to bring Kevin Hart along for the ride. It's it's twenty it's twenty sixth all time. That's great. Yep. Huh. But um, yes, I, I I do think. Uh, well, when we get there, we'll talk about it. But it would be neat to see the massive altar to death floating in space. Like that'd be cool. But I, I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see. It. it would also be equally neat to see the Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock. I, I'm I'm not. Um, going to well, place any bets on either of those characters appearing in the movie. I, I do believe we, depending on what sites you may frequent or I don't frequent uh, any. No, no, no. I know, but like when when you get their whole every time a Marvel movie comes out, they're always coming out with the Easter egg sites and and things like that. Um, the cocoon may have been seen in the collector's uh, museum, so. Uh, Plus, we had all the the gold people in the um, right. in the second the galaxy movie. So it, it's you know, it, it well, I Warlock may show up. I would not be surprised. It'd be pretty cool to see him. Um, How long is I the movie? What, I I don't it, fourteen it, hours. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I don't know what two the right, hours forty minutes. Wow! Oof. Yikes! I don't, I, I don't know what, what what the rights are right now for Silver Surfer and, and the whole thing with the Fantastic Four. So I'm not I'm not looking to see. I'm not expecting to see. I mean, we're definitely Warlock. getting Adam Warlock, right? I mean, if not this movie, then the second one. And the second we should be getting. We, we should be getting a Warlock. Yes. I mean, we we saw the cocoon. We 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 met her. So it's right. Um. Yeah. She, and yeah, her was at the end of one of the mag- millions of post-credit scenes but the uh i th- there's probably going to be some scenes that are reenacted from this series in in the movie but i mean i don't because from what we've from what i've seen a few trailers i a few commercials i've seen today because anytime it comes on i avert my eyes but it, it's it's one of those things where um I know he's after the stones or the gems and, and, and it's, these are, that's his whole reason for being. And, and obviously, uh, the heroes have to stop him. So he may not be so infatuated with death, at least right now. So they're definitely going to make some changes, uh, only because of how the MCU's been progressing so far. It really can't be a, um, a straight, adaptation but um you know strange is going to play a big part in it um 
I would. I, I I don't know if we'll. I'd like to see what they do with the Hulk. You know, so it's. I'm. I'm more. I'm. I'm looking forward to it, not because I want to see where they go with Starlin's Infinity series. I want to see how it plays out with the actors and what we've already established in the MCU. I, I, I mean, I think, I guess at this point I'm, I'm well past. I want to see this story reenacted on the screen. No, I want to see these actors do their parts with, with, with the stories that are kind of, I mean, age of Ultron wasn't what the comic was about or anything like that. So I, I we're obviously just taking names of, of past stories, but yeah, um, they, they could never film this. No. Yeah, I mean, not not the way... Yeah, the not, setup not the... isn't there, right? But, I mean, even if they did have all these characters on the board, they... I... I, I No, it's, it's it not... It would need to be tight. It's up. so it silly, need... yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think... Yeah, no, I think we've... Exactly, it's... If anything, it seems like um, it's going to take more from the hit, the Hickman version. Because he's got the Call of City. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got the right. Too, so. Yeah. You know, Sweet. the Black Order. I guess they. It's weird. I guess they call it the Black Order in the movie, and they they actually created another character named. I'm breaking up, buddy. The man cloak is useless without dagger, huh? He's whiny. <laughs> you got Silver Surfer in that cloak. The. Uh... It, it was, uh, yeah, the second issue at least moved things along and, and kind of set the stage. I, again, though, I, I read each chapter and, and I, it, you know, one went into the next. It's not like we had to run around and, and fill in any gaps. It, it, as soon as one issue ended, we knew exactly um where we were at the start of the next one. And then the start of the third issue is straight out of that silver agey hokey Superman stuff where Thanos is going to use planets to spell out his name <laughs> to help <laughs> the, it's, the orbiter. It's the orrery. Yeah, that's a DC thing. It's the orrery. It's <laughs> fucking Morrison doing that. Pod your science. And did anyone catch, just to, before we leave the second um, issue... Didn't anyone catch the name of the Cree captain? Yeah, DC. Yeah, what it was? <laughs> I saw that. I chuckled. I was like, because I'm even like, all right, well, maybe the D is like Dea C. Like, no, no, it's just it's straight up DC. Yeah, that's, that's kind. Captain DC. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's enough. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a. Ross and Rachel with the back fist. I don't know what that is. That that's just Well, they were on a break. They, they were <laughs> We were all on a break. Yeah. But uh okay, uh, let's see, issue three. Is more along the same lines as, as issue two, right? It just it's more yeah, just you, you got yeah. Thanos fucking around. Like you said, making an orrery. And Mephisto's like, yeah, dog. I don't, I don't know about the people in this world being too happy about it, but you do you. And meanwhile, Thanos is turning Star Fox into some kind of like, I love it, bendy, melty electrical statue or something. I don't know. Just fucking with him, just just to do it, just because he can. 
<laughs> and and and, uh, and what's funny too is that you know earlier in the series Thanos created those matching thrones mm-hmm. so he and Death could sit, and she she walked away and he got all livid, and now she's up sitting on the throne, and he's not th- he's not sitting in the no. other one. It's well, like, he doesn't care. Like he's like, he's like it's and Thanos. you know, once she goes up there to sit, she's going to get up and walk away anyway. Yeah. That, see, that would have been great. They should have showed that. They yep. should have. But they, I mean, did did George just tell Starlin, you know what, I'm I'm tired of drawing this skull. Can we make Death an attractive woman so I have a face to draw? Because yeah. it, all, it just went from the skull to a female face and, and with no, it's not something that, I mean, maybe it's something that he wanted to see. Maybe she decided to do I think I, that's a Starlin thing, though, because he's always done that. He's always had Death look like a woman at times and then the skull. Yeah, I think the skull's much more effective. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it, it adds a layer of, of creepiness to, oh, to, to Thanos, where it's, I mean, you could understand being head over heels, infatuated in love, whatever, with a, a beautiful woman. But if she got a, a skull for a face, you're in love with what she is, not what she mm-hmm. looks like. Damn. You know? And then the rest of the issues basically getting the team together, which is always, I'm a mark for that kind of thing, but Warlock and Doom... And the Surfer and Pip and Doctor Strange are all agreeing that they need to get a crew together so they get the remaining Avengers reserves. They get um, Black Widow. They get uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Drax, Wolverine in his right costume, (laughs) Fire Lord, Nova, Namor, um, Sad Cloak. And then... uh, and then making his his late diva esque appearance as always uh, is is slim Scott Summers, um, in that badass X Factor costume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we've got the 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 all white version of Vision. We got um, the Hulk's chin. Yeah. Then the Hulk refuses to join, <laughs> but then they finally talk him into it. And then they got so they're basically that's the crew. That's the crew that's going to go go to war against Thanos. Hmm. And you got a really misshapen version of Moon Knight in the next page. Yep. Because this massive event needs a page of Moon Knight. (laughs) (laughs) At least to give Black Widow something to do. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get a cool cool double-page splash of all the the cosmic beings of the Marvel Universe. That is nice. That is. Which is really well done. Yes. You got the Watcher and Eternity... And Ego and Kronos and Chaos and Order and the Living Tribunal, Galactus, the Celestials, the Stranger, uh, Love and Hate. Yep. Obviously, uh, Thanos' little uh, dog and pony show is garnering the attention of the cosmic beings. You know, it, it was inevitable that they would tune in on this, but uh, as far as the visuals go, that I know it says uh, that Joseph inked this, and mm-hmm. this feels to me like a Crusty uh, Bunkers type deal. There seems to be other, to my I eyes, think, anyway. There seem to be. I other. can see that there are some rough, rough visuals in this issue. There now Big, at the figure work. I, I I apologize if you. Did mention his name because um, the the credits on the trade um, 
Pencers, Perez, and Limp Inkers. I know you mentioned Joe and Tom with Tom Christopher mm-hmm. and and Bruce Solotov. I did mm, not mention Bruce Solotov. There you go. There looks like some there's some Al Williamson in here. Yeah, in there's this, definitely yeah yeah. I mean, it's not it, it's it's not the um. You can tell though that this is not this is not vintage Perez. No. I mean, he he pretty much put down roughs and the inkers sometimes did an adequate job, other times. Because even this on on the page with the um the Beyonder shout out with the close up of uh, of She Hulk, uh, just that one panel, um, that's not as tight as as the She Hulk we saw in the previous issue where she's hugging the clipboard. Right. And they they must have loved the uh, Perez is like okay I'm going to make this living tribunal work for me I'm going to make a quarter of the panel all freaking text and hmm. it's it, there's a lot of giant text in this and a lot of it, white it, space too <laughs> negative space yeah. yeah 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 and then in in further evidence of his petulance Thanos is still so pissed that she basically the death keeps ignoring him he's like oh yeah well I'm just going to create my own piece then. And he creates Taraxia, the terrible. I don't so care. he named her after Terax. <laughs> yes. But, but he made like her him. look yeah. like an absolute female version of himself. Mm. It's very strange. It is strange, right? I t- and then Adam Warlock don't. tells him to prepare for battle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mistress Death is just like, well, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's, she's just like you do you he's a you bro he walks away and he's huggy kissy with his self over there and then he gets a little blink in the it's eye like sometimes i relate to myself blink. do you do you think it was um a coincidence that the altar to death looks a lot like avengers mansion oh the avengers mansion mm, i hadn't thought of it yeah i haven't either I don't remember, and and that's the other thing. I don't remember this Avengers headquarters. No, I don't either. It looks like a burger stand. (laughs) (laughs) You think this A stands for France? No, I mean (laughs) this this A stands for hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) My freedom fries, bitches! But come on, let's not front on Perez. There's a lot of nice pages in here, but not great pages but I, I mean if i someone was publishing something like this today i would say this guy's got it going on mm. i think if it wasn't Perez's name on it we might be critical of it i don't think so it's pretty solid to me well some of the pages are breathtaking classic but yeah, others yeah. i think are not are not they look rushed i don't need a whole lot of detail to be wild that's like mm-hmm. why why i say perez was I, I don't fawn over George just on the sake of the amount of curls sure. he puts in Wanda's quaff. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean George is he's good at what he does. He he knows the he knows human anatomy and he knows how to use it and right. bend it and twist it. So um I I'm cool with that. It's just that there's I think some of the, the, the there's some panels in this issue that are really I think great. Um yeah, but they're also really wonky ones. Like in, in, in issue yeah, four, yeah. when they're fighting, fighting, and on when they're all of them are on Thanos's or Death's place, they're fighting. There's a page where they're on this giant stairs, and Star Fox is down at the bottom, but his body doesn't really do what it would do if it was laying on the bottom of stairs. And then you've got Wanda and Cloak trying to run down the stairs, but. 
there are different angles. It looks like if that was real, Cloak would be falling over. Uh, and, and then you've got Doom coming up the stairs, Slim facing him. I don't know. The whole thing is just its crazy to me. Yeah. It's its this strange montage of, of characters that almost look like color forms. Yes. Where... Yeah. Where you just you just oh I oh I'm gonna put Cyclops in here I'm gonna put Doom in here and you just it's like the color forms only came in the the one the one figure so you never could quite get it to look right because you know it wasn't posable but so I, you always had like you always had like these odd odd shaped it's like I need to find a ledge to put this dude's leg on yeah exactly you're like you put him at a ninety degree angle just so he could like look like he's actually standing on the step I have always well, loved the previous page though. The cosmic battle at the edge of the universe text superimposed over the the shrine to death. I l- mm-hmm. always have loved that page. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just it's a mess. It's it's not a page that you would expect to see in a, in a mega event or gigantic miniseries of this imp- uh, of this kind of importance. That's a page that says, "Fuck it, <laughs> we got to fill a page," and it just it's just ballsy, right? Yeah, and then and then for some reason Mephisto decides to get right up in Thanos's ear and say, "Hey, man, maybe maybe the reason that death isn't giving you any mind is that you're too powerful." And so Thanos is like, "You know what? You're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take all of my I'm gonna I'm gonna depower five of my six gems, and I'm gonna get rid of time, space, reality, thought, and soul. Only gonna have power, which will give them a point zero five percent chance for victory." I'm like, first of all, if you take five of the six gems away, how do they only have a 0.05% chance of victory? Second of all, why did you bother going through the last few years in the Marvel Universe assembling the Infinity Gauntlet only to then take five-sixths of it away? Yeah, it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. No, I could see trying to look good to the lady by hobbling yourself. And then you're the underdog, and you come back, and that's like mm-hmm. everybody loves the underdog. But at this point, Thanos could make death love him. Mm-hmm. You got the gauntlet. You just snap your fingers. Death loves you. All of this is redundant. This doesn't even need to be. Mm-hmm. And and it just shows you. Thanos in the first issue is like, don't talk to me. I'm Thanos. I know everything. And he's like, oh, you got something to tell me, Mephisto? I'm going to take your advice. Oh, okay. I'll take your advice. Like, it just doesn't make sense why he would listen to Mephisto of all people. He's a devil. (laughs) He's conniving you, you dummy. And I know that's the classical trope of that Starlin is trying to inject into the storyline. That makes sense to me. But it's just, it's just silly. It's, it's silliness. And, and I think maybe this was the product of a more, uh, of a simpler time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know. For sure. And, and then they're, I mean, they're all taking turns beating up on Thanos because he's depowered. You got the Hulk and Drax double teaming him. Then you've got She-Hulk and Namor double teaming him. Meanwhile, <laughs> again, meanwhile, Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock, the two most powerful, the actual cosmic members of this this group of heroes, are they're sitting this one out. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're watching from afar, talking to each other. Now we're going to send Wolverine in of all yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah th- uh, Adam Warlock asked Surfer how the battle's going. I'm like, well, you're both looking at it. 
you're standing right next to each other, so why are you asking him? Aren't you both looking at it together? And then, second of all, why aren't you fighting? Didn't you come back to life to fight him? No, but it's all pieces on a chessboard that he has to maneuver right. himself into. The- he, right. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty neat where he, because uh, as soon as he, since he knows Thanos, and I guess he figures Thanos knows him, as soon as he thinks, because Thanos has the gems, as soon as he clues in other people as to what the actual game plan is, since they're not as strong as him, at least protecting their thoughts, um, you basically just don't want to loop Thanos in on, on your plan, which I thought was pretty smart. I, I, I dug that aspect of it. I didn't, I didn't mind Warlock being a major prick to Surfer, not that Surfer doesn't deserve it sometimes, but it, it's, it's definitely one of those instances where, um, I, I didn't read the conversations between Surfer and Warlock as, as, as annoying or, or, uh, or just like, bro, it's like, just, just, you can see through space. I'm pretty sure you can see the battle so many yards away. And it's just, but it did, it was a letdown when Surfer finally springs into action later on and, and only to, only to fall short yet again. But the, uh, it's, there was, there was one thing before, oh, on, in, in the third issue, the fourth issue, um, the splash page with four of our heroes coming right towards him. And my issue didn't come with the 3D glasses so I could see Iron Man's fists come out on the page. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thrilled with that version of Namor either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I would not. And everybody else is flying, but Thor's running. I know. <laughs> now, basically, the rest of the issue is is Thanos taking on the heroes one on one and dispatching them. Yeah. But it sounds more impressive than it is because he's a god. So, like, and by the way, he gave up five of the six gems to be equal. But as far as you can tell, I don't know that he, he loses anything because he's got the power gem, which, by all accounts, while he's fighting the heroes, he does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He can transmute matter. He can freeze them. He can do anything he wants. So I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not clear even what he gives up by only using the one gem. Um, and he's pretty much winning. He's beating their asses. Yeah. And then lo and behold, um, he can throw some raisins at She Hulk and Namor's chest. Yeah, Namor. <laughs> well, yeah. Here's a corn for raisins. Lo- <laughs> Warlock says, "Well, this is all basically a time." I was trying to keep you occupied until everybody else showed up, and then it's a pretty dope double page splash of uh, of all the of all the the cosmic beings um, there to do battle. But again, I ask if they're cosmic beings, why did they need to have extra time to get there? Like, well, why did they have to? Like, how, did Earth, how did Earth's heroes get there like immediately to fight while they're waiting for all the cosmic beings? who are pretty much everywhere at all times, they needed to play catch-up? Like, wouldn't they just be able to be there? Well, maybe they were busy at the powwow. <laughs> you know, they were talking. They were, yeah. Uh, mayhem, mayhem. They're still at the buffet line. But the yeah. the thing that got me was uh, Taraxia 
beating the shit out of Spider-Man with a rock. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, How about that sound effect she makes? Growl. Yeah. <laughs> what is growl? I am grow. I am omnipotent. Thanos a, a, a shower, not a grower? I don't know. Probably. Hey. I'm going to kill the spider with a rock. <laughs> but at least Spidey got the web. Thanos' face in the meantime. I hope that's in the movie. The uh, and and props for Cloak for not for not shying away from a challenge, thinking you know I, I got this. I can I can consume Thanos no problem. I'm I'm a D lister who shows up every once in a while in a Spidey book, but yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to Thanos for all y'all. And and what the hell is going on with Nova? Nova show, <laughs> Nova shows up for a total of two panels. He was on loan. He's like, oh. Is that? Yep, it is. Nova punches him and then he's gone. That was he Nova. Turned, there goes he Nova. turns into chicklets. <laughs> Thank God we get the drama with Eric Masterson gasping for air in space. Yeah. I blanked on that, that whole era of Thor. <laughs> yeah, and so in, in issue five, it's it's all of the the cosmic beings doing doing battle. You get the Celestials using planets as uh, weapons. Yes. You get, um, you've got uh, uh, Kronos sending them through time. Uh, you got Chaos and Order basically messing with his, his, his corporeal being. Lots of big old... And none of it matters. He's, yeah. Lots of starbursts. He, he takes... Yeah. You're breaking up, by the way. I hear him fine. Okay. Weird. I think the 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 page with Annihilus on the top of it, and Thanos and Taraxia on the chunk of of uh, altar. That's a really nice page. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, forgive giving props to to the art. Let's give Lim a little little love. The, this issue has some very very nice. Uh, I I agree. I I think the all limb issue is is better looking. Yeah, I think it's. I think I like this a lot. He's certainly more dynamic than Perez. What? He's what? certainly. He's certainly more dynamic than Perez. Yes. Yeah. In this. In this. Oh yeah. And then, as Thanos is dispatching with all of the cosmic beings one by one, Mephisto decides to. Go for his? So, so after all this time, Mephisto decides to try and grab the gauntlet from Thanos. Yes. Um, and, and we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Mephisto is yeah. a, a saint analog, a, a god of lies. But but at the same time, why now? Why? why I, I guess you could make a leap and say because he feels like Thanos is uh maybe distracted or his power right. depleted because he's been doing battle for so long but but you should have done it when you had him depowered somewhat yeah so uh uh yeah so basically he's all pissed at mephisto and and suddenly <laughs> um suddenly all the cosmic beings and lady death and mephisto all decide to attack thanos all at once and vanquish him or try to. But it doesn't work. Because he's Thanos and he's supreme. So yet again, 
<laughs> they're trying everything and they, they're they're not having much success. And then who shows up? Well, one cosmic being we haven't seen yet. Eternity. Dun dun dun. I'm gonna go out on a limb Which and is say basically that... the. Hmm? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is the best looking uh, issue. That's pun intended, by the I, way. I I agree. I completely agree. Go out on a limb. It's funny. See, you got that. Uh, I... <laughs> so, so Thanos does battle with Eternity, and lest we have any doubts who wins the battle, there is a really nicely done page where, um, we now see the visage of Thanos as the backdrop of the cosmos, yeah, signifying that he defeated Eternity and took over his place as the the, the be all and all of everything. Good stuff. And then we see Rotten Nebula. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a Vince Law came in for one a couple of panels. The uh there was <laughs> there was one I like how during all this Thanos still has time to um remodel, reface the whole little flying altar. Sometimes it's got death's skull on the edges. Now it's got Thanos times two. <laughs> it's fluid. Mm-hmm. You know. He is. And he's, uh, he's, he's finicky. He's like, and listen, for, this is... For some reason, even though he is now eternity, his corporeal body continues to exist on the throne yes. in a limp state. And and for some reason, the actual Infinity Gauntlet is on that corporeal limp body instead of with him, who is now literally everything. He's now he is now the yep. cosmic being. So so in spite of being literally everything now, his body has the gauntlet on it, and zombie mindless, which is told us she's mindless a thousand times through the book, mindless Nebula walks up, grabs the Infinity Gauntlet off of the limp Thanos body, and puts it on. Out of nowhere, I think we're gonna now. we're gonna see a, a Marvel Universe version of that scene. I, I really do. Not in well, this she, movie. She, probably she, the next one. She she has daddy issues because I mean, even when we first meet her in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, when Thanos refers to Gamora as his favorite daughter, while she is sitting right there fixing herself with 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 Ronan. Um, she she wasn't too thrilled with that. Then of course we find out when Ronan refuses to hand the gem over, um, and threatens Thanos. Nebula's like, "Well, I'm, I got your back. You know, I'll hold him down while you kill him." So uh, we know that there is no love lost there. So I can I, I can see, or I can see them trying to set that up and having readers of the series, readers of this miniseries waiting for it and and looking forward to it to see if it plays out so we can all say oh I remember when I read that but then psych because he comes to we'll see I just I, these are this is what makes me giddy is that the I'll be happy if some things from the book do play out as they are in the book 
or if they decide to because it makes more logical sense for where the story is going if they if they tease us or say you know yeah we could have but this just i i'm open to the possibilities and that that's another thing i'm looking forward to when i see this movie mm-hmm. so um back to issue five as she grabs the gauntlet she is reborn into her non-zombie state she's fine um she is fine she looks nothing like she does in the movie for the record uh, well she's blue skin but other than that um and lest you think that ends that ends the series no essentially <laughs> but wait <laughs> essentially nebula decides to just basically do what thanos had been doing <laughs> and uh you know, it's like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. But uh, but even further confounding things, Thanos is now aligned with the heroes. Yep. And he's just chilling with them in the same same term, just sitting on sitting on an easy chair. That's it. Just being like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm your comrade now. What are we going to do? But we gonna uh, do? I, I'm thinking because he's in mourning, because as he said, he didn't have the foresight to create Taraxia capable of surviving deep space. Right. On her own. On her own. You idiot. And then and then Warlock just just yells at at Thanos like he's a bad boy in trouble for <laughs> for getting a bad grade in school. And and the guy who lit, literally was just all of eternity a few moments ago holds his head in shame and has a gush of uh, of guilt pour over him. And, and he's like, "I was so wrong. I'm going to help you guys. <laughs> I'm help you guys." I but afterwards, you. no promises. Silly. And then they all show back up to fight Nebula. And of course, since she's got the same powers that Thanos had, she dispatches them very quickly, essentially. Right? <laughs> right? And, and I, uh, I, going back to the Twilight Zone, seeing someone without a mouth still freaks me to fuck out to this day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. I I just I I can't I I can't wrap my head around just that's one hell of a thing to see. Hmm. It's how we first saw Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah. You got the blades, bro. Just cut a slit there. Just instant mouth again. Yep. What a team Hulk and Drax make. Oh, yeah, the green team. That's that's going to be cool to see play out. Um, and then, as we said, she's the ultimate MacGuffin. Um, through a little bit of fighting and chit-chat and reasoning, Nebula uses her powers to put everything back the way it was. Yep, MJ's back. Woohoo! Thanks. <laughs> Yay! Good. Yeah, he's true Good. love. Um, One, yeah. Huh? Yep. So everything's back the way it should be, including Warlock and Surfer being back in Soul World, and all the cosmic beings reimbued with their places at the table, and and herself, mm-hmm. and and herself as a zombie. She yep. writes her. She said, "I want everything to be back the way it was," and yep. you know that includes her in her previous state. Yes. But it only lasts for a second. She changes uh, this power of thought. 
and she, uh, ah, gotcha. I'm all sexy and purple and blue again, daddy <laughs> or, or granddaddy. <laughs> You're not going to get me. Yes. Um, but, uh, Adam Warlock steps in and manages to, uh, get his hands on the gauntlet. And this sets up the series that, um, will follow, which was Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Right? That's okay. the one, right? Yeah. yeah. And that came out right after this. And he says, yeah. yeah. So. so, yeah, he, he, he says, let, the, let this all end. He puts everything back the way it was for real, for real this time. And uh, Gamora looking all sexy in her fishnets and whatnot. And then they, uh, they have basically mind-wiped Thanos and made him into a Farmer, yep, who doesn't really remember that he had those powers. So he's just chilling. That's how the series ends. It's uh, it's something. It is something. The question is, why do we remember it so differently, and why was it so seminal? Because let's keep in mind our 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 friend, Mister Pat Loika, is on record as a. Uh, saying that Infinity Gauntlet is what made him a comic book fan. So, to your point, I guess it does depend on what time you read this, how old you were when you read it. Because for a lot of us, this was the hotness when it came out. Yeah, well, I'll give Starlin and company credit. There's a lot of comic booky, goofy fun in this thing. There mm-hmm. doesn't... I mean, we're looking for reasons why things happen, um, right, twelve to whatever twenty-year-old Jimmy is not caring. He just wants to see the Hulk and Drax get bitch slapped by this this evil Thanos guy, or you know what I mean? Like, um, it this plays upon a lot of the stuff that made Marvel work in the first place. Right, it's true. It's it. There, I, I think the goofy outweighs the fun, but to some people, they're one and the same. Yeah, I don't know, Dad. What are you gonna say? I think we all just based on the characters we tend to to latch onto. There's always something in a story that or in an issue that you're going to connect with, and um. It's weird when I think about Pat's collection, his, his original art collection. I it, it's there really isn't a whole lot from Infinity Gauntlet that would make me. Uh, there really isn't anybody in this story that I always envision being some of Pat's favorite characters. But yeah, it, well, he it's, loves Thanos. He does. He does. And and. Um, that's, that's the one. So it's, it, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is about Thanos. I never, I I never spoke to Pat about his attraction to this particular character. Um, but yeah, he is, he's, this is, this is the story that, that, that got him hooked. And it's, it, it's one of those things where it's for him. It worked, I think, for me because of 
and again, it, it, because this wasn't a, I mean, I don't know if this could be told so much today without everything, without editorial trying to cram everything into it and, and, and connect to it in some way. Um, I mean, Hickman kind of got away with it with infinity. It's not like that took over the entire Marvel U when it was coming out, but, um, you know, this was this was Starlin playing with with the cosmic characters that he created and 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 played with years before. Um, I do not know why I thought or I remember liking it a lot more uh, initially than I did upon my reread. That that's going to bug me. What's going to bug you? That I, I I don't know why I remember liking it more then than during my reread. Oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah. I I have found for whatever reason that it's hard to go home again. Um Yeah. You know, we didn't end up actually we actually never ended up talking about it on the show, but we had plans to read and talk about the original secret wars before the last secret war event. And I did go back at that time and, and reread secret wars one and two. And I remember just loving secret wars. I mean, just loving it. And it's bad. It's really (laughs) bad. Like it's, it's essentially a mashup for marketing purposes. I mean, it, it's, it's much, it's very similar to this. They, they don't, they don't do. They basically stand around and talk in in their base on the world for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of nonsensical things, a lot of costume changes to align with what was going on in the individual comics at the time, and it, it had a ton of gaps in logic and strange character moments, and then it was over. So I, I just think that it's it's just very hard to have a story stand the test of time as our tastes and our age and our maturity and our experiences change. It's just, it's just very hard to go home again. And that's, it's probably unfair to, to hold it to that standard. But why is it that we can be nostalgic for things like music? I mean, we all may all like different music in many cases, but we all agree that there's some kinds of music that are timeless that we could listen to it for the thousandth time. And we love it as much as we did the first time. Mm -hmm. It it, it doesn't, it doesn't get, it doesn't change with age. It's as powerful to us now as it was when we first heard it. Um, But that's much harder to do with things like this, with, with things with plot. I don't know. But it's not. But there are. But there are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the test of what makes something truly great. Is it can it can it stand the test of time? Can you go back to it and love it as much? It's it's a hard call. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not. um, hmm. That's why I I always shudder when when Dap puts the the classic GI Joe. On the the book of the month, I, I I'm really <laughs> afraid if you go back and read that stuff, you're going to be just like, what the heck did it, was I thinking? Well, with that, I can say for sure the first 
you need to get through the first bunch of issues for it to find its stride. It's 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 basically a marketing gimmick at first, but then it 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 does find its its way and gets interesting as a story. Right. I didn't I didn't make it that yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Part of, finishing thoughts. Um, I, I'm I'm half curious to read in Infinity War now and see if <laughs> yeah, I like that more. I, I am tempted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it, again in, in a silly throwback. Uh, recapture the past type way but um mm-hmm. if again if if this were published now i would i would probably dislike it and warn other people not to read it mhm yeah i think you're right yeah oh well it's hard out here for classic <laughs> <laughs> Can't win them all. Hard out here for a class. All right. Let's bring this puppy home. Hey, you know where you get all your books? Get them fast. Get them delivered right to your door. Where? Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. And one more time. That's DCBService.com. We'll get you everything you want in that little, that big Previews catalog for a fraction of the cover price. Write these down. Would this be the last time that they're going to hear it? Yep, this is the last time you're going to hear this. From Marvel, it's the Avengers No Surrender hardcover. Collecting Avengers, 675 to 690 $25. Dark Horse gives you the Gaunts. Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 1 containing the first three trade uh, manga volumes of... Uh, Gantz, uh, $12.49. And from IDW on top shelf, it's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, number one for $2.49. I don't really have an In Your Travels because... Well, yes, I do. What? I do. I'll I'll, I'll go there. Sure you do. I was bagging books again, and I stumbled upon Black Kiss 2. Which I had never finished. Oh, nice. Yes. I haven't finished it. So uh, mm. bef- before I bagged it, I reread the first three and finished out the series. Mm. It was a six-issue series. Howard Chaikin, Ken Brusenak. Um One, the, we already know that Howard is a very dirty man. Um, but I didn't know that in addition to it being a prequel... That it's also a sequel. Mm-hmm. Did you guys finish it? Yeah. Yes. And well, Dap didn't then. Because no, I didn't. Yeah. Um, the uh, escapades of Beverly and Dagmar from Black Hiss, the the initial Black Hiss uh, miniseries, are. Um, explored in depth the Dagmar that's in Black Kiss is not the same Dagmar that starts off Black Kiss 2. There are a series of Dagmars. That's a running joke in the book. She, she, uh, Beverly chews through Dagmars like 
Zagnuts. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> who still buys Zagnuts? But um, it's filthy. It's brutal. Um, it's racist by design. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by design. Um, yeah. Some mm-hmm. characters are, are openly racist, and they don't care. They they flip the N word around. Um, it's it's thrown at Italians, uh, the 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 equivalent word. I mean, it, Jewish people get the the uh, dirty end of the stick too. And, and I mean, uh, Chaykin's an equal opportunity offender. He's he's just going to offend everybody with this book. But um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and and there there's uh, commentary on the cinema and Hollywood. Uh, the the main character in in Black Kiss, in case you didn't know, is a a, um, a conniving succubus vampire, and he equates her character set with Hollywood, and Hollywood is an evil conniving succubus vampire, right? So um, here here long story way short. Um, read something old, because I got a kick out of Black Kiss too, and I didn't plan mm-hmm. on on reading it. It was there, I jumped in, um, and Howard and Ken they made me uh, feel all different things. <laughs> Some of them very unpleasant, but hey, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You sick fuck. Gotta have some. Uh, that's in that's in the book. You got to have some uh, s- spice with your sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I definitely co-sign reading the old stuff. Um, there's something oldish I read a while uh, recently um, that we can't talk about yet because we haven't done a little thing yet. So I will say in the meantime, then. Read something maybe newer. Um, something that came out today, actually. Uh, this would be The Terrifics, number three. Damn you. Um, it's... It, Jeff is still just cruising right along with this. It's not... Uh, it, it, it's, we haven't wrapped... Anything up yet? Uh, picks up right where the second issue left off, where our heroes realize they are somewhat tethered to one another. Uh, they really can't go farther than a mile apart. Um, so, if I got anything out of this issue, it's that Michael Holt is not very easygoing and can feel the stress of, of people looking for answers. Um, I don't want to say quickly because a lot's gone on in his life and it's the last little while. It's the first two issues. So um, he's got a lot to process, but um, uh, when, when uh, Phantom girl is when, when he's, but he realizes, you know, listen, we all kind of have to stay close to one another. Um, 
while I, I figure this out, uh, Phantom Girl's like, yeah, you know, plus there's me about not being able to regain my, my physical form and, and, and things I touch blowing up, you know, do you think you could maybe help me out there? He's like, listen, you know, like basically when I have time, there's a lot of, st- I, I got a lot to, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, basically it's just like, slow down. I, I, one person, I can only do so much at one time. So, um, meanwhile, this, all she wants to do is live. It's like, so it's just one, I, I've never, I haven't read a ton of Mr. Terrific stories. So, um, seeing him react that way was somewhat surprising to me, but the, the, the banter between Rex and Plas is still top notch. Um, Unfortunately, the artists that we had in the first two issues are not present in the third. The artists still, I, I, I do like the art um, on some pages and some panels more than others, but your penciler this time around is Joe Bennett. And your anchors are Sandra Hope, Jaime Mendoza, and what would Art E. T. Bear? So um mm-hmm. there's uh there, there's again, we're we're moving along as far as setting this this team up. Uh and and, and there is a uh there is somewhat of, of a monster component that um appears a few pages into the issue, which um which I, I love this. This is this is typical old school DC, uh, but this is a story for another day. Right now, our team has more than enough on their hands. So I, I, I love that whole little. Here's a plot line. We'll get back to it. it this is just we're we're setting the stage, and 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 I get a kick out of that, and then we cut it back to to Rex and um, and Sapphire um, having a moment. So it's. Yeah, man, I'm still three issues. I'm still grooving on the terrifics. I bet you are, bastard. I haven't read the third issue yet, but it's all good. Uh, in your travels, maybe, maybe check out what I'm about to talk about. But truth is, I've been reading this month after month, issue after issue, and... Um, we keep a little running tally of the things we, we might want to discuss on the show. And this, this is, this has been on my list for so long that I just want to get it off the list. Cause I'm now, I'm now up to, um, 21 issues on this list here. <laughs> and that is X-Men blue. So oh. <laughs> I, I had very high hopes because the X-Men were downplayed for a long time in Marvel due to, non-comics related issues with the movies and the IP. And as most of you listening know, they attempted in vain to make the Inhumans the new hotness. Uh, It didn't work. When they recognized it didn't work and uh, decided to bring the mutants back to prominence, I'm sure like many children of the the 80s were giddy about that, and they announced two titles, X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold, which hit that nostalgia button hard for me. X-Men Blue was going to be written by Cullen Bunn with art by penciler Jorge Molina, who I'm a fan of. Um, 
we did talk about the first few issues back when they came out in 2000, uh, early 17. Um, the, the, the beginning of the book took basically the, the out of time, the young original X-Men and made them the centerpiece of, of this. Um, and it, it quickly goes from there. Um, you know, we're through, I think, five, well, I guess technically six arcs now. And it's a shame because I think Colin is a good writer. I think Molina is an excellent artist. Um, I think there are kernels of fun ideas throughout throughout the first 25 issues. But it's it's just hard for them to pull it all together. And it's due to a couple things. One... The schedule, um, it's bi-weekly, and it it just is, it's um, um it, it just I think that it suffers for it. Um, you get a ton of rotating artists, so although Molina is certainly the principal artist, um, I mean there are a ton of other artists. There's Jorge Molino, Julian Lopez, Corey Smith, Giovanni Valletta, Douglas Franchine. R.B. Silva, Tony Celius, Gerardo Sandoval, Edgar Salazar, Jacopo Camignani. They're all pencilers that have done this book through 25 issues, at least one issue. Um, and that's to say nothing of the inkers, which there are another dozen or so. Um, and look, you know, I guess I guess that's okay in the sense that lots of Marvel and DC books are bi-weekly now, but it seems to me that if you're going to do it I'd much rather you try and do it with two artists rotating and or try and keep the styles similar. And that just wasn't the case here. So the Molina issues are great. I mean, Corey Smith does two issues. He's great. But honestly, a lot of the other people I mentioned are are just not top-notch artists. And, and that makes the book a drag. The other thing that this suffers from is crossover mania. In 25 issues, we get two crossovers and an event shoved in our face. We get three issues that are totally taken over by Secret Empire. So they they serve no purpose before or after what happens in the book. Um, we get a tie-in with X-Men Gold, which makes a little sense because they're the X-Men books. Um, and, and it takes place in, in the Mojoverse, which should be right up my alley. But, but again, the art does it in a little bit, I think. Um, and, and then we get a crossover with Venom, of all things, called Poison X. And in that arc, there are these creatures called the um, the Poisons. And the Poisons, I guess, are the natural enemy of the symbiotes. And it's just one of those things where the next thing I know, every mutant character that I can see far and wide is, is a symbiote. And it's like, okay, I just, that, that just makes me numb when, when we get, when we get that kind of thing where there's, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm watching a thing where it's just a chance for them to, to, um, you know, sell a new set of action figures or something. So all in all, if I strip out the poison X crossover, if I strip out the three secret invasion issues, if I strip out the, the crossover with, with the X-Men gold, which had five, six different pencilers, the other 10 or 12 issues were a lot of fun. Um, and, and I think if you could just separate those out and read those or, or package those up, this book would, 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 would be in a lot better place. The, the characters are, um, well, as I said, the original, the original, uh, the original X-Men. So you got Jean, 
Uh, you got Marvel Girl, Cyclops, um, Iceman, Beast, and Angel uh, from back in the day. These are the same characters that Bendis brought forward. Um, you've got Mag- Magneto as their mentor. And one of the undercurrents of this entire book is that he's trying to work on a means to send those five back to their original timeline. You've got Jimmy Hudson from the Ultimate Universe, who is um, brought here after the end of uh, uh, the whole, you know, the whole secret uh, secret wars. Um, you've got Bloodstorm, who was the vampire version of Aurora Monroe. Uh, Polaris, Dokken, Zorn, and then a new hero, near, new character named Gazing Nightshade. So um, those last four joined the team in the last arc um, when the others uh, are lost in space. That's another story. Um, my favorite of the bunch was an arc where they fought against the Hexmen, which are a group of um, occult-based X-Men that uh, are uh, led by Madeline Pryor. So it's Madeline Pryor, it's Colossus, uh, the aforementioned Bloodstorm, Nightcrawler, Beast, and Pixie, uh, but in demonic form. So that was a lot of fun. I, en- I enjoyed that quite a bit. And in, in, in that, uh, Beast is, is learning how to use the dark arts. So um, so that was fun. That was probably the highlight of the series. But, you know, we're through five arcs, and, and that's really about it in terms of, of, of the top-notch stuff. We, get, we got maybe eight issues out of 25 that that are, are are of the quality that I was hoping for from an X-Men book. And, and no coincidence, most of those are drawn by Jorge. So I don't know what's going to happen with this or gold now that um, we've got this Marvel shakeup coming. Uh, X-Men Red, which is three issues in, is also going on right now. And it is technically tied into these two. I presume since Red was just launched, that's not going to get messed up by this... Um, reboot that they're doing. I assume it'll either be the only or one of the, the standalone X-Men books that are remaining, but I suspect blue and gold are going to go the way of the Dodo bird for in favor of some other X-Men book. And I can't say it's a bad idea, but again, I don't think it's any, the fault of Cullen Bunn. I think given what he had to work with, his dialogue is sharp. His characterization is sharp. Um, I had no issue with the pacing. It's just that he's saddled with a lot of extra shit that he's got to deal with. And uh, I, I just I would love for him to have a chance to play with some of these characters for uh, 12 to 18 issues where he's just telling stories with those characters. Um, we may or may not ever get, get that to happen, but but uh, I hope it does. So, like I said, not the most resounding endorsement. So I can't say in your travels, go read X-Men Blue, but but uh, but I did it for you. So <laughs> you, you can thank me later. I like it. Wake up, Vince. You are ruined for the original art, my friend. What? This Alex Regal, that Serpent Society, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? Do you, it's gonna be, you're going to be hard-pressed to find better a, a better piece than that. That oh, piece crazy, is phenomenal. It? I mean, the Alpha Flight's good. I, I like the Alpha Flight. There's something about that Serpent Society piece. It is just totes amazing. Yeah. I got two. That's why I was... Klaus Voorhees in the intro because I received not one but two Serpent Society pieces in the email today. Uh, who's the, the other one from? Dean Beatty. Mm. I posted it last week. I posted a scan of it, but oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, this this, uh... mm-hmm. this Alex Cat is a freak. That uh, also got his three. Yeah, three I'm posting mine now. Four, four, three, 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 
three pieces today too. So this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. There's a Metallica shirt out with the Infinity Gauntlet on it. How does that even? How does that even make sense? The metal up your ass with the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Oh, really, that's great. So let's great. maybe we take them behind the curtain. What do we? Uh, what do? You, what are we going to change? Do you think about the voting for this month to to try and rekindle our love for the book of the month process? Are we going to go all, all books we've never read? Are we going to go all books? I, not, we will. Not Marvel DC books, or what are we, um, we can we can try to do um, on all non we. It'd be easier to do an all non big two than it will be yeah. for the three of us in this quick in, in this short amount of time to find books all three of us haven't read. Mm-hmm. That that's something I'm we're going to have to throw books out of because we're gonna have to go back and forth because one of us as soon as one of us has read it, it's out of contention. So that that's gonna take some time. We'll do that over the course of the next few weeks so we can have it ready for maybe June or July. Uh, maybe July because we got heroes in June. Uh, um, but yeah, maybe let's let's shoot for a non big two one for uh, for May. All right. Okay. Works for me. Yeah. Word up. All right, See? everybody. Hey. Excellent. We all thank you for being here with us yet again. You know what to do. You got to come back next week. Because we'll be here doing the same thing we just did, but even better. Because we'll be grooving on what we read. Um, in the meantime, say goodnight, David. Wow. I want to get out of here. <laughs> Good night, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty sweet, Dap. But in the meantime, please check out our Facebook page, 11 O'Clock Comics, our Patreon thing, patreon.com forward slash 110COMICS, 11 O'Clock Comics. I probably spelt that wrong. And uh, Twitter, we're on there too. But just, you know, look out for us because we'll be there. Say bye. 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 Bye.